Welcome to the Adult Cannabis Enthusiast Podcast, where we have mature conversations about cannabis and pop culture. If you're looking to reach out to us on social media, you can reach us at both Twitter and Instagram at acannabispod. If you're looking for an alternate way to listen to us, we host our podcast on Podbean, and the good folks there send it basically wherever you can get your podcast fix from. My name's Joel, and I've been smoking weed for about 25 years. And my name's Cam, and I've been smoking weed since Canadian legalization, so roughly about two and a half years. On this episode of the podcast, Joel and I are kind of doing a look back on the previous strains that we've reviewed since the beginning of this podcast, and we're kind of going to go through them and 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 some of the some of the more um, borderline questionable, <laughs> yeah, questionable uh, reviews maybe, and uh, kind of go through them and say if we would like re up on them, if we would buy them again, and maybe talk a little bit of shit during it too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we don't always like to cast a little bit of shade, but in this sense, we we're kind of casting a little bit of shade at ourselves because I think in the early days of the show we hadn't had as much experience with some of the goodness that the legal cannabis market had to offer. And I think we were maybe overly kind to some products that we would maybe have a different opinion of were we to sample them today. So I think Cam had a really great idea to kind of have a look back and maybe kind of cover our ass a little bit and think about these things that we had before. And now with some education, some knowledge, some experience that we've had and some great ties to the cannabis community, having a look back at some of these things we saw before, I, I think we might have a change, uh, uh, a change of heart on some of them, but in some ways there might be some fond memories. So I'm really kind of looking forward to a bit of a revisit for this stuff. Yeah, I am as well. Like looking back on a lot of these, um, like you said, there is a lot of fond memories for me. When I was going through the, I mean, our our vast dialogue of episodes. <laughs> 62 episodes. This is number 63. Oh, 63. Yeah, I start, I guess I said dialogue. I mean, catalog. catalog. Jeez. Oh. Well, they're, they're, they are all a dialogue, right? In a sense. So yeah. I, think you're, I think you're on point. Okay, well, I'm covered either way. Great. While I was looking through them, I was kind of like, I didn't really know what good weed was until like, I don't know, maybe episode like 25 or 26. So <laughs> I feel like my standards for, for what makes up a good legal cannabis product is, has like vastly changed. So I don't know if a lot of these kind of meet that floor anymore, but I'm, I'm excited to look back on them. That's for sure. Yeah. And I think that that's, we both came to this from a different perspective. Whereas you were not experienced in having good weed with, with my extensive experience as a cannabis consumer, I have, right? My, my legacy market experience, the stuff that I had was phenomenal. My problem was that I just assumed everything was going to be awful. So just the things that weren't completely awful or that I was able to at least enjoy the effects from, I was satisfied with because my expectation level was incredibly low. You just had such a low floor. Yeah, my, my floor was so low that it was just that. So it's not like I was like, wow, this is the best fucking weed ever. I was like, no, this did what I wanted to for the effect that I was looking for when I purchased it. And that hits the mark. But once we started getting some of the other kind of cannabis that came out on the market, the, the craft producers started to come out. Uh, we started to see stuff that had more terps in it, things that weren't being irradiated. It really kind of opened our eyes. And then once we had access to the things that are on the medical market, and I would put specifically at shelter market, uh, medical dispensary, we really had, uh, we've been spoiled basically since then. So uh, you're probably not going to see a lot of conversation on stuff that we've reviewed in the last six months or so, I'd say, Cam. <laughs> this no. is the stuff that we're probably going to go back to, you know, the end of 2019, the uh, the early days of the pandemic kind of timeframe is what we're, what we're talking about here. Yes, exactly. 
I don't think that there's anything basically since that we've got uh, since we've got a prescription. I don't think anything on the list today has in like is in that time frame. So I think you're exactly right. Yeah. Well, when I was kind of scanning through all the other episodes, I was like, no, basically from September on, it's been pretty some pretty solid shit. And even the budget buys that we covered have been pretty good. So yeah, uh, I think we've been really fortunate with what we've been getting, and that just comes with education and research. And I think that's a, a drum we've been banging on a lot throughout the show. So. There's going to be a lot here to discuss and it'll be fun to kind of take a walk back through some of the things that we've done before. I think we kind of found a way to do like a bit of a an updated clip show without doing a clip show. Yeah, a clip show. <laughs> With nice. new content? Yeah. No, I think that that's, uh, I think that's spot on. That's what we're trying to replicate here. Yes. Before we get into the topic to jour though, to jour, de jour. <laughs> um, before we get into the topic. there, Anglo. Uh, apparently yeah haven't used that in years before we get into that what's been on your rolling tray this past week my friend well on my rolling tray this past week have been many things last week uh, on the show i had mentioned that i had an order that i put in for uh, an ounce of ogen gas berries number 112 nice that showed up on Monday. So I was really excited about that through a picture up on the, the Twitter account. Sadly, the environment lost out to economics in this case, because I had to buy eight eighths or eight half quarters for you Ontarians out there. <laughs> so lots of excess packaging. The Ogen stuff does come in ounces, but Canmart doesn't have them yet that I've seen. And this was kind of like a clear out of some old stock. So, uh, really satisfied with the product that I've got. I've been burning a lot of it this week just because it's a really tasty, flavorful kind of cannabis. It's a little bit old, like it's a clear out, right? We see that with old product. It's from July of last year, but still in great repair. Uh, amazing for July of last year. And I really kind of like the buzz that it gives. It's kind of like a, a spacey kind of high. We reviewed this with our, our Die Hard episode, I believe. Yeah, I used a Gasberry's bud for my uh, diehard Instagram post where he, I shoved him in a, a little tinfoil cardboard vent. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was fucking awesome, dude. Um, that, was, that, was, that was one of your more inspired Instagram posts for sure. I've been also having a few of recent products that we picked up from Shelter Market. So the uh, Critical Bilbo from Palm Gardens is a new favorite and the uh, Bruce Banner from prairie grass i've been enjoying as well but that critical bilbo has been hitting quite nicely the one thing though that i do want to mention and i will give a extra special shout out to bubba snowboards on twitter comrade bubba as he's commonly known uh, he's local to us and this wonderful gentleman is an outstanding home grower and hooked cam and i up with some of his recent grow of dank dough yeah, thank you so much for this. Holy shit. Uh, Joel gave me a jar of it yesterday and I had a bowl of it last night or a couple bowls of it last night and it is really nice stuff. On my way home, my girlfriend popped the jar open and my car just filled up with like this this real dank smell <laughs> and the whole, the whole ride home, I was just hoping I wasn't going to get pulled over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just, it's incredibly pungent. Uh, it smells kind of like a, a a dank dough i mean like it's pretty it's pretty apt i think the naming of it and it hits like a truck but this is just phenomenally grown cannabis it's incredibly fresh covered in trikes really huge buds just a really generous dude for to give us this and i just want to give a really sincere thank you for that because it's it's a real treat for us to be able to try the stuff like this between this and temple grower hooking us up previously to get to sample some cannabis from really really outstanding home growers it's just a real treat for us so thank you again bubba that's that's some good shit 
I think that covers all the stuff that's been on my trade this week, man. What have you been getting into uh, other than, I guess, the Planet of the Grapes that we're going to be talking about later? Yeah, I did get into quite a bit of the Planet of the Grapes this week. This week, I kind of had a mission to to clear out some of my my older stuff that's been sitting around. Um, I had a lot of Sage and Sour this week and nice. Orange Bud and some Redican Charlie's Angels smoked a lot of that this week in addition to the planet of the grapes uh i also got into the the temple grower weed that we received a couple weeks ago i'd kind of been saving it and then this week i just kind of was like i I need to smoke this before it's like (laughs) before it dries out or something it'll be a complete (laughs) waste so i smoked some of the uh the northern lights that he dropped off some of the skunk number one in the jack hair i have a little bit of the species 8472 left that he gave me but uh yeah for me it was about clearing out some old stuff stuff because i've got quite the 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 pile up that's uh that's forming here of 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 new weed that's unopened so i need to start <laughs> cracking some new jars yeah well i'm glad you got into a little more of tg stuff i'm i will say i'm jealous though because i have crushed all the stuff that he's got me but uh, i'm gonna be knee deep in bubba's stuff here for a little while i think yeah and i will as well it, it was quite generous like you said he dropped off quite a bit it's like uh, what do i got like a, a quarter of an ounce or something i'm just really, really happy. <laughs> Other than that, not much really on my rolling tray this past week. Um, like I said, just clearing out that old stuff and uh, smoking this strain review weed. Yeah. So I think this is probably uh, a good time to roll into the re-up situation. But folks, we would like you to hang around for the rest of the episode because after our re-up vi- uh, conversation that we're going to have here, we're going to review the Planet of the Grapes from Hearst Organic. And we've got a special announcement that we've been waiting to make that'll come at the end of the show. So stay tuned for that. So where do you think you want to start with the re-up? Do you want, do we want to go back all the way to the beginning? All the way to the beginning to episode one. Episode one. Gene guy. Jungie. Mm, I think there's think the that there's a a healthy debate that we can go through with this, but we'll save the the jury's save the out listeners. on pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll I play the bartender and you play the Anglo. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I like Gene Guy better, but uh, Jean Guy is also pretty good. I must well, say. Well, well, but there's a good reason why. So, like to touch back to episode one, why do you like the the name Gene Guy? Well, I just. Uh, I picture a jean guy, man, a guy uh, with a Canadian tuxedo, a denim dude, a denim dude. Yeah, I have I have some some friends in my life that are that are denim dudes. And it uh, reminds me of them. And uh, you know what? Smoking it, you kind of feel like a jean guy, you know? Yeah, I, I think I think so. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with this one, I, I believe I got mine from Good Supply. Is that is that where you got yours from as well back then? Well, I, I think back then we were a little uh, less stringent on the way that we were conducting our reviews and we would Very just pick, true. pick a general cultivar and sometimes go from different providers. So I think I, mine was actually from Kanika when we did that review. Oh, was it? Okay. So we didn't even have same providers. All <laughs> no, right. No. Not very organized. <laughs> no. Well, you know, we were still, we were still young, Joel. So yes, we, we can give ourselves a little bit of slack, I think. As far as the gene guy goes, the cultivar is great. You know, I, I think it's one that I, I will definitely be repurchasing. It's one of those things that uh, as long as the price is good and uh, it, it suits a need for me, I, I would happily go back to that strain. It's not quite as popular as it used to be. I think that the only people who really do it now are probably Good Supply and, um, and Seven Acres from what I've seen recently. Yes, and the Seven Acres version of it is is quite good. I have had it before. It's a little bit different than the Gene Guy. I'm going to use that word, motherfucker. <laughs> 
I, it's in my head now. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so the Seven Acres one, I really quite like, but it, it had a different taste and aroma to it than the ones that I had from Good Supply and Canica. Now, the Good Supply and Canica ones were solid budget options. I don't know that I would have the same opinion on the quality of the bud now because it just wouldn't compare to the stuff that we've had at the lower cost category, I think. But I would definitely purchase this cultivar from a provider that I thought could do it well. At a budget cost category, you know who I'd like to see that do this one would be Pure Sun Farms. That'd be really nice, actually. I wonder if they have those genetics. I, yeah, I mean, who knows, right? But yeah. like like you said, this was one that got kind of spammed on the market, I think, around the time that, that Sensi Star was like all good and hot. Uh, I have had the one that you're talking about from Good Supply before. And I think sometimes like early on, they were coming in hot with some like 27, 28% THCs at times. Yeah. Well, I think the one that I had was 25. Wow. Yeah. It just, it wasn't, uh, it was always, it didn't hit that way, I guess is is what it was saying it's it's it was another example and i think that we'll see that in our uh, the review at the end of the show that the thc is not an indicator of potency when you have other factors to consider so if even if it's dry dusty weed it can be as high thc as you want but it maybe it's not going to get you high but i think overall this is one that i would revisit but like i said it would need to be from a provider that i had some faith in seven acres is one that i would do so but I would like to see the price a little bit lower. I think the problem with the seven acres, and this is more of a general comment on stuff for a long time, their stuff in BC had been getting a little bit older and uh, until like some price changes were made, it just wasn't going to be an option, but it still seemed to hold up pretty well. So yeah, Gene guys, yeah. a thumbs up from me. Gene guys also a thumbs up from me. I think I would probably even purchase it again from, from good supply. I had it from them afterwards in the, in the summertime, a couple of times it didn't hit that 25% THC range. I think the last time I purchased it, it was like 18 or something. Okay. It did kind of stick around in my, in my cannabis drawer for a while, to be honest. But I think that uh, for the price that it's selling at, if I'm not mistaken, it was something like 27 bucks for an eighth or so, or so. Um, for, for a budget option in a pinch, like I think that it, it'd probably be serviceable, but I, I haven't checked on the quality of it in like nine months. So I could be wrong, but, uh, I, I agree, uh, well-grown then I will definitely purchase it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's one that hasn't been on my table, like since well before the pandemic, I think, and have that trust. Maybe I'm going to pick it up, but for now that cultivar on its own is one that I quite enjoy. And it, it suits that, that hybrid style kind of buzz that it fits that mark for me very well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I completely agree. The next one I want to talk about is a strain that's very near and dear to me. uh, And that would be Ghost Train Haze. I think this is back in like episode like four or something like that, or maybe even episode like three. Early on, I the first time I had this cultivar, I don't actually remember the provider. But most recently, we've had it from Aqualitas, and we've also had it from Color. Traditionally, that's probably where we've got it from most is with, uh, with Color. I freaking love this strain. Uh, what about you, man? It's your favorite strain, if I'm if I recall correctly, right? Previously, I have said it's my favorite strain. I don't smoke it quite as much anymore, but since growing it, I mean, it's it's definitely in the top five or so. I'd say. Nice. Yeah, I think in the early days it was Weed MD that we purchased it from, and then they changed their recreational branding to Color, which is why like there's that kind of confusion between what was that original one, because I'm pretty sure the like the view of the packaging was similar. Okay. If, if yeah. I recall correctly, I, I don't know that I can trust my memory from a year and a half ago, hmm. but that was an interesting one because it was difficult to find. We, we had it a couple times and we were really impressed with the effects and the, uh, the interesting aroma that comes off of it. And then it just dropped off the face of the earth. Yeah. And it was, it turned into something that we pretty much bought whenever we 
could see it in the store. Yeah. And I would like stock up and sometimes my wife would be in the store and she would pick some up for both of us in case we wanted some. (laughs) And then I ended up smoking all the stuff that she put aside. Well, I got one for Cam too, in case you wanted them. I'm just going to smoke it because (laughs) in the house. But uh, so we purchased the color one a lot. And I think even at one point, uh, I was traveling out of province for work and I picked a bunch up in Alberta for us. Yeah, just because we couldn't find it locally at all. At all, yeah. And yeah, so I mean, uh, yeah, Ghost Train A's, it's one that I quite liked. Uh, we had the Aqualitas version. We've had their uh, their vape carts of their Ghost Train Haze as well. And that one's just phenomenal. I think I would like to revisit the Aqualitas Ghost Train Haze flower at some point, but maybe try the Reef branding of it. Yeah, and I think that's starting to be available in BC now. So maybe we'll even be able to find it locally. It does sound like they like they're still on on shoppers and stuff too. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's that's under their Aqualitas branding. Like you said, I really love the effects of this one. It's a really like fun kind of euphoric high, you know. And uh, I I always just have a great time smoking this stuff. Um, I haven't purchased it recently because on my second grow I grew it and I probably got I don't know three quarters of an ounce off of my my one plant. So I I still even have a little bit of it kicking around right now. So I haven't had to purchase it in a while. But I I don't know if I would. Uh, if I would pick it up from color again, to be completely honest, I don't mean to throw shade at color. I know they've, they've done a lot of uh, new stuff with their, with their packaging and stuff lately, but the last few times that I've picked up a Pedro's or even a ghost train Hades from them, the quality just hasn't really been there. And it's just for, for what I would expect from the price point, it just wasn't really there. It's been a little inconsistent. So until I see that the the quality's back i probably won't re-up with them but it's a strain that i love and like you said I, i'd like to try it from from high seas to yeah. for reef sorry yeah i i hear what you mean like the, you want to it's another situation where it's a cultivar that you quite like but it's got to be done the right way and i think you hit the nail on the head with the color stuff is that we used to purchase a lot because it's what's available it wasn't necessarily the top level and the last few times that i've got it through shoppers i've, I've tried their new packaging but you're right it hasn't been the same so I don't think that I'll be repurchasing it. I haven't hit it up that often as well. I, I picked it up a few times with my medical orders, but I much prefer those, the stuff that you grew. So <laughs> um, again, it's going to be from a provider that I trust, but this cultivar goes train haze. If you've never have it, you got to try it. It's almost like a trippy kind of high, I think a little bit um, because I, I get a little trancy with it, with the, the euphoria. So uh, your mileage may vary because it's a very subjective experience, but I, I, it's worth a try. If you haven't tried it, I'd like to see it from real, from a, a well-known producer, but for cam hashtag grow your own comes into play here. Oh yeah. Big time. This is something I might actually grow outdoor this year. I'm still picking what I want to throw in uh, some pots outside and, and this may just be the one. I don't know yet. Nice. <clears throat> yeah. So ghost train haze is, yeah, like you said, I would definitely re up depending on the provider. It's a strain that I love and I definitely have felt those, those trippy vibes from it before I hear mm-hmm. you there moving on. This is a strain that Early on in our cannabis journey together, you you were purchasing quite often, and that's MK Ultra. If I if I don't if sorry if if memory serves, I think this is something that you're picking up quite often. Memory does serve correctly. This was my go to for sleepy time cannabis. Yeah, and I think that you, we picked it up from Aurora mo- like most often, right? Yes, Aurora was who I was purchasing it from regularly. They were the ones that was most available. It typically had uh, more punch or potency with THC, but it was wildly inconsistent. Like it varied between like 15 and 26 a lot of the time. Which is so nuts. It was really (laughs) bizarre. But I mean, a lot of the times it was really old. And I think that might have been why I liked it so much for sleep. 
because it was always so old, maybe stuff had, had gone to CBN or I don't know. I don't even know if that's accurate. What I'm trying to say is, is that I had ghost train haze from other providers that didn't affect me in the same way. You mean MK? Yeah. I don't know that the MK hit me differently. Like I think I had it from Namaste a few times and it was much more chirpy and flavorful, but it didn't like have the knockout punch that the Aurora stuff did. But the Aurora stuff was dry and not flavor flavorful at all. Like the, the Namaste really popped a lot more, but it just, it's use value for me was to go to sleep. And uh, I used to purchase it a lot for that reason. And it was effective. Yeah. And it was uh, somewhat cost effective too, right? Reasonably. Like I think it was, it was in the $25 range. Okay. For yeah. me. So it was something that I had in the regular rotation. And like I said, it was, it was my 90, 90 night bowl, but your 90 night bowl doesn't have to be dry and dusty and, and not something that you're enjoying. I'm no, current, it doesn't. I've currently replaced that with North 40s Black Cherry Punch, which I know is on borrowed time as my stash dwindles down. But huge difference. And I find the Farnazine makes a huge help in terms of uh, relaxation and being able to get to sleep and to hit you with that knockout sledge. But this uh, this Aurora MK Ultra, definitely not a rebuy. It's, it's off the list. I don't remember the last time I purchased it. I want to say that it was probably pre-pandemic. Yeah, I, I have almost the exact thoughts. Um, this was something that I used for sleep after your recommendation as well. And I, I did pick it up somewhat regularly for a couple months. But like you said, the, the consistency was just not there for it. I, this is like a, a strain that I feel like I would probably really enjoy <laughs> if it was done properly, mm-hmm. but it's not really sexy genetics. So I don't really think that any of like the mi- micro cultivators on the market or anything like that will pick up an MK Ultra because they are like trying to come out with like spicy new strains all the time and, and unique genetics, you know, so I don't really know if this is something that you'll see grown from one of the the premier micro cultivators in in canada well the, the cultivators have to distinguish themselves right and that's that's yeah why they've got to go for the different genetics because otherwise everyone's just growing sensi star again like you're saying exactly and and i think a few people were were growing the mk at the time but for me i would like to see this grown well this would be something i'd like to do in a home grow honestly there you go yeah no for sure and i think that's probably like where it will end up yeah, <laughs> yeah i feel the same i won't be buying from aurora i don't really think i'll buy anything from aurora going forward no. Yeah, I think that's enough to talk about MK Ultra. What about Tangerine Dream? Tangerine Dream, which is now under the Aurora banner. <laughs> yeah. Because they own San Rafael 71. A Tangerine Dream was one that in early legalization we were quite impressed with. Yeah, for a multi- like multiple reasons as well. Yeah, for, I mean, for me primarily, it was the first weed that I'd purchased that had such a distinct scent and flavor to it. Yeah, for me as well. And this was actually like one of the very first uh, products that I had once uh, Canadian legalization happened. So I always do have some fond memories for this because it's one of the very first strains that I've tried, you know, so I'll always kind of like have that memory and I'll always have a bit of positive association with it. That's kind of cool that you have that though, right? Like I don't have the, I don't have a cultivar associated with the first weed that I smoked. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I didn't know what the hell it was. Yeah, for me, it was a Great White Shark, another San Rafael uh, 47 product, and then this Tangerine Dream. I got the the duo on my first time to the BC Cannabis Store. In addition to the the beautiful aroma and taste on this one, I really did enjoy the effects early on with it, too. Yeah, it it was a really like positive, euphoric and warm kind of feeling. 
using the term uplifting, I believe, was one that yeah. we had for this one that actually does fit the description of uplifting from my perspective. But that that warmth and positivity and euphoria was was really quite enjoyable. The buds themselves, it, they took a turn. I think originally you, you could find some pretty large buds from from San Rafael 71 with the Tangerine Dream, but they kind of seemed to veer into like the popcorn zone. But what, what stood out to me was in the beginning, they were super purple. Like I'd never super seen purple. buds that they were purple. It was almost like they'd spray painted them. Fuck. Yeah, no, for sure. And I remember the first time you brought that up to me and it wasn't even really something that I, that I really noticed. But after you brought it up, I was like, holy shit, I guess this is purple. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's funny because I remember that I made some green dragon with it and it like turned the green dragon concoction purple. And that doesn't happen with anything else. Yeah, well, it kind of makes me feel like it was maybe sprayed. <laughs> well, no, I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to make any accusations. No, there, don't. But... I mean, yeah, I, I don't mean, yeah, maybe I shouldn't make that accusation, but it, no, I mean, no, it does, no, no. it's I mean, kind of suspect. There, 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 yeah, there is some some suspicious stuff about that, but I've I've read recently that they're working on turning things around and changing whatever they were, they changed to move from the big buds to the popcorn buds. So I think it's something that I'd be willing to give a chance to in the future like just for just to see because like you said in the early days it was something that we enjoyed and it would still hit the mark for some of the things that we value now right like we're very interested in a flavorful and enjoyable smoke in addition to the uh the effects that we're looking for so i think the tangerine dream has the potential for hitting that mark but i think i would want to see like a recent review of something before i would be willing to purchase yeah, I, I feel very similarly. And uh, I mean, I guess that's a running theme so far. <laughs> so that's, uh, we have very similar thoughts on all of these. But yeah, I I would definitely want to purchase it again, but I would kind of need some some like reassurances before I would buy it. Do you yeah. remember early on the, the packaging for the one grammars? Did you ever pick up a one gram package for this? I did, but like only yeah. maybe once. I typically eights were, were my purchase level, but I'm okay. pretty sure I, I, I got at least one one gram from this before why do you why do you mention that well the packaging was so unique and it's just not on the legal market now um what it it. came in was a little uh it was a a plastic a plastic package almost like what you'd have like an action figure in (laughs) yeah and then they just sealed over it with like a plastic wrap and then they shoved it in a cardboard box with uh like some openings for these plastic tabs to poke through for it to be quote-unquote child proof it was just very very different than anything that's on the market right now and and once you opened it up you had there was no way you're putting it back in the package so it was like you better smoke it all right now or have something to put it in but yeah <laughs> but super it's, wasteful it's gram, too though. and like yeah yeah i mean for sure but i just thought it was uh like looking back on it like i don't see anything else that's uh relatable to that on the on the legal market now Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think that came from Med Relief, which was their their medical side of San Rafael, and they were using that kind of packaging. So in in the early days of legalization that was there, but I think they were still using it for a while because I think I picked up some San Rafael pink kush before the pandemic and it had the that same packaging on it, but I also recall it being old. So hopefully that maybe they've made adjustments to that sizing or maybe they've just kind of done away. A lot of providers have done away with one grams, right? They're they're tough to find. I think people yeah. want to move more towards pre-rolls for that because it's tough to get, you know, a nice looking one gram bud in a jar. Yeah, I think that's probably what happened because I mean, after those one grammars, like I started purchasing it in three and a half grams after that, and it always just came in a, a small plastic 
like medical container like everything else does but uh i those those one gram packages have always stood out to me just because it was it's so unlike anything else that's out there on the market and it was just kind of odd yeah but you're like you're right though it's another example of the wasteful side of the packaging that we see with the legal cannabis market right i mean that's a, a common conversation in the cannabis community about how that needs to change with uh, some of the health Canada regulations. Yeah, no, for sure. So yeah, Tangerine Dream, I would, I would buy it again for sure, but uh, I want to get some reassurances that the quality is taking a positive uptick before I do that. But I mean, in a pinch, I'd probably pick it up and and roll the dice just because it kind of hits a lot of the boxes. Like you said, Joel. Yeah. And this is, it was another one of the ones with the, like the naming fuckery on it too. Right. And what is this actually, like, what is the actual product itself? I believe it's Sour Tangy. Sour Tangy. Okay. Interesting. At any rate, it's got a beautiful aroma. Yes. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful taste Enjoy, on the smoke. It's a really enjoyable smoke and a really exactly. enjoyable buzz. Uh, we just like to, to see some proof that the shit's turned around first. Exactly. But I think we can roll into the next one. And I think the next one we wanted to talk about was the Mac one from citizens dash. And this was, I think notable for us because it was one of the, the higher THC ranges that we'd found for a product. I think so. Like if, if memory serves, I believe it was like 26 or 27 or even 28% or something, or yeah. was it more like, I think it was, it was, it was pushing 30. It wasn't over. It was 30. pushing 30. There you go. So 29. And when, yeah, the, when we picked it up, that was just like, we were, we were willing to pay the $55 price tag because that THC percentage was just through the roof. Yeah. This is, it was definitely in the, the treat yourself category. I think it dropped right around Christmas time. So we were, we were keen to pick something new and exciting up. And this, this was definitely it at the $50 before tax range. It's definitely in the treat yourself category, but not quite in the go fuck yourself category. The, the, the $60 range is where we get into the go fuck yourself, but this was still definitely the high end of the treat yourself area. I quite liked it. It was good, but I don't know that it's one that'll go back to given the cost. Yeah, for me, when I was thinking about this, I, I feel like it would have to be the right situation, you know, like maybe post pandemic, I'm out of town or something like that. And I'm <laughs> like maybe going to a friend's place and I want to get like a good weed and their local store. This is like the the only thing that they have, you know, <laughs> I guess that's a very specific scenario. Yeah, that is very specific. <laughs> But I, I understand I what you're saying, right? Like kind of in a pinch, this would do as like a nice bring to a party or uh, to treat yourself like if you don't have access to your regular stuff. But I think what you're saying is it's not something that's going in the rotation. Probably not. No, unless the if the cost comes down to that $40 price range that I that I will more that I'm more quick to purchase that then I would, I would definitely purchase this more often, but that, that extra $10 and an eighth for me is, is almost like a deal breaker for that. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Uh, I enjoy the products from citizen stash. They do a few other things. The the price with them is a bit of a barrier. I do remember that with the Mac ones, they would often come with one big chonky ass bud. Yeah. Didn't you send one to Jasper? That was just huge. That was one that we swapped with our buds at the Leaf Debrief podcast. And yeah, we sent uh, some Mac one to Jasper. And I, yeah, I specifically remember when we picked that one up from Shades of Green, the, the bud tender shaking a couple and go, ah, there's a big one for you. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Sugar-Free Vanilla. <laughs> Mr. Sugar-Free Vanilla. Yeah. At Shades of Green. I still really like that store, man. That's like one of the only stores that I I, re- I really appreciate in town. It's one I go to all the time. But uh, um, <laughs> for, for me, like after... 
the, the first time we had this and we reviewed it, I did actually purchase it a couple more times just as kind of mm-hmm. like a treat yourself thing, like you had mentioned. Me too. And every time I always had a great, a great experience with it. Uh, there was a few board game nights with my friends where we played some Catan. Those games did get drug out quite a bit because we were all really <laughs> stoned, but it was a great time. Yeah, there's a lot of positives with this one. Yeah, good cultivar. Uh, Citizen Stash did a decent job. We'd just like to see a little bit better in the pricing. So it keeps it out of the rotation, but it's something that I would consider as a purchase in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Moving on to a company we have not revisited, and (laughs) that is uh, Hexo and the Helios offering that they had. And I'm not even sure if they still do have. I have no idea because Hexo is another one who who does a lot of that naming fuckery too. And we that, that frustrated us early on in legalization. And I think what caught our attention with them was that they were inexpensive. So we were we were happy to be purchasing products in the low to mid twenty dollar range. And Hexo products were hitting that mark. So they dropped a whole bunch at the same time. And I think we just decided at random to review Helios. Yeah. Well I, I had picked up all of their offerings when they had first hit the market. I think there was a, a White Widow, uh, Northern Lights. There was uh, obviously this one, uh, Helios, and I forget the other one. AK-47. AK-47, there you go. And uh, they had basically just got my attention with the genetics on all of those because those were all strains I had heard about. At the time, I was really, really happy with those purchases. But looking back now, like thinking about the, what the the quality of the buds were and everything, I think this is a pretty easy pass for me. Yeah, easy pass on the Hexo products. I will say of the ones that they did, the Tsunami one, which I think is like a Northern Lights cross, was one that I purchased a few times just because it, it hit a lot of the uh, nighttime effects that I like. But there's better products on the market. So thumbs down for Helios. Hard pass. I will not be revisiting this. Uh, I think it would take something significant for me to kind of go back to Hexo at this point. Yeah, like every other provider falling off the market and then them having a sole monopoly. (laughs) Or like every single reviewer in the community being like, you got to try this. This is the dopest dope you've ever smoked. All right. So they're they're, going to have to move some mountains to make this happen. (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. All right. Well, that was a quick one. Um, moving on to a cultivar that I've had uh, a few times, actually, since we reviewed it. And that is Shishkaberry. When we initially reviewed it, I believe that we had picked it up from from Namaste. But most recently, I think I've had it a few times from Redican. Yeah, I don't remember if I've had the Redican one. I think I might have had it in Reddies. In the Reddies, yeah. Yeah, but I've had a few offerings of Shishkaberry. So you're right, the, the Namaste was one that we had. I think I had it from Seven Oaks as well. Oh, and really? there's another provider that I, that the name is eluding me at the moment. But Shishkaberry was one that was everywhere. Oh, um, Haven Street does a uh, naming fuckery with Blueberry Kush that's actually a Shishkaberry too. Oh, really? I, I think I think I've tried all of these. And uh, yeah, it, it's another Sensi Star situation, right? Everybody grew Shishkaberry all of a sudden and it was everywhere. Enjoyable smoke, but there are better cultivars for me out there, I think. It's kind of kind of like a woodsy berry flavor to it that I liked, and it's notable because it has like a a bit of a two step buzz, or at least that's how I experienced it. In that, like, it was like a little buzzy in the beginning, and then kind of melted into like a chill vibe. Yeah, it was kind of like a like a chill daytime indica, right? Yeah, it didn't have it didn't really like come in at at rocket high THC percentages or anything. I feel like most of the time when I had it, it was in that like 13 to 16 range for THC percentage. And um, I know that we, we always say that it's not the only indicator, but uh, 
I mean, without terpenes at the time when we were purchasing this, it was the only indicator we had. Yeah. And <laughs> so, really, I don't know that the terpene information for any of this shit in the first couple of years would have helped either. No, I don't think so. So you're basically just going on THC percentage. Yeah, this was an enjoyable smoke for sure. It's not something that I've really had too often. Like you said, uh, I've had it in readies for sure. And I, I, I enjoyed the readies, but I also just enjoy all those readies. So <laughs> it was it was one that I, I would keep around because my wife enjoyed shishka berry. But since our switch to medical, I found much more interesting cultivars for flavors that would hit a similar mark to this. Yeah, and even would that would have a similer use value as well. Absolutely. But it, I would probably repurchase it in a pinch though, going forward, depending on like what provider it was with. I mean, if I was, if I was uh, in the market for a, a new pack of readies and they were there, then I'd maybe grab it. But I think that they may be discontinuing that. I thought I maybe heard that. I think, th- I think you're right. I think I heard that yeah. as well. For me, okay. it would be like a, a purchase for my wife to enjoy, or just like you said, in a pinch, but the readies would have been a nice thing if they were still around, but like you said, probably not. So yeah. Definitely something that we'd revisit, but I would not see this ever kind of rolling into the rotation. There's much, much more interesting products for me. Yeah, uh, for me as well. Moving on to the next one. This is one that uh, you and I have had quite a bit, and I believe you've had really recently as well. <laughs> and did. that is the uh, the BC Organic Blue Dream from Simply Bear Organics. Yes, Simply Bear Organics. The first provider that we tried where our minds were kind of blown by seeing what legal cannabis could be. Yeah, this was a, a a pretty big turning point for the podcast, at least for me, <laughs> um, in terms of like what I uh, determined to be quality cannabis. This really opened my eyes. Like you said, it kind of blew my mind as well. Well, and I think you're right in a sense that it was kind of a turning point for the show too, and that this is around the time when we started to get a bit of attention and people started following along with us. And that, and that was kind of a, a cool way to tie it to this great weed that we got to try at the same time. Yeah. So a lot of fond memories with this one. And I had it around Christmas time. I picked it up on one of my very first uh, shelter orders, I believe. And it was phenomenal in a revisit as well. And I, I will always pick this up. Well, not always pick it up. Sorry. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> if it's available, uh, this is something that I would definitely grab. It's 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 always been an enjoyable experience for me. It always hits the flavor, the effects that I want. I I really appreciate Simply Bear as a company as well. Uh, this is something that I I will purchase in the in the future. Uh, not something for the rotation necessarily, but definitely something for like a treat yourself or just for whenever if you're feeling like it. <laughs> yeah, I think it runs for like forty three bucks an eight on shelter market. I picked it up recently on sale. So it was like 20% off or something. So it was kind of a no brainer and it was really a lot of fun to revisit. And plus it's been about a year since we did that. So I thought like the timing was, was kind of cool with that. Uh, I blew through the jar in a week very easily and it was uh, it was great to kind of enjoy it. I hadn't had it in a while. We've been trying out a few of their other cultivars, but I'd heard uh, like a previous lot of blue dream didn't really hit the mark. So I was waiting to see uh, this, the Terp numbers were really solid on this. So uh, it was quite enjoyable. I think it was even packaged in 2021 so that made me really happy Uh, i did try the blue dream from a few other providers i think early on aurora was a go-to for me it was a really kind of like buzzy sativa buzz that i got from that one which i think isn't as strong with the simply bear blue dream there's like a little bit more relaxation with that than the the kind of the hit that i got from the aurora version but i found that one almost gave me like a weird headache or like a hard crash so again, the, seeing the Simply Bear one was kind of an eye-opening. So really positive for us to be able to review that product and, and to get our, our hands into the community. So lots of fond memories, like you were saying, definitely. 
I would repurchase this again. Like I said, I just have, but similarly to you, this is something that's going to be uh, a once in a while. It's not a treat yourself category, but it's not a rotation. So every now and then I'll be like, oh yeah, I want to remember how good that one is. So uh, I think uh, as long as shelter keeps stocking, it'll probably show up occasionally in my house. Yeah. A couple times a year at minimum. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking similar to you. I blew through mine in a week as well when I had it. Well, it's just hard. Yeah. It's when it tastes so good. Yeah. Once you pop the jar, you can't stop. Right. Uh, well, I was, I was putting it in a bunch of salads too. That was another thing that I wanted to try was, was to mix it in, including with the the planet of the grapes that we'll talk about later. So I'll save that for now, but it's another great use for it. Yeah. Absolutely. Simply Bear, um, you can't really go wrong with any of their products, in my opinion. They're yeah. a quality quality cultivator for certain. Do you have any final thoughts on Blue Dream before we move on? Uh, uh, no, I think that was, I think those were, were, my, were my final thoughts. But I think the next one that we wanted to talk about was Houseplant Indica. And this one is super timely to talk about right now, I think. Yeah, it, it appears that Houseplant has just launched in California, at least in LA for the very, at the very minimum. Um, I've seen a lot of social media buzz about this because <laughs> everybody in LA wants to buy Seth Rogen's weed, apparently. Yeah. If, if you're listening to the show, you probably know that Houseplant equals Seth Rogen, but if you don't, it's Seth Rogen's weed company. But in Canada, it's run through Canopy Growth, and my understanding, that's not the case. That's going to be happening down south. Yeah, I don't know who is growing it, but they have a different list of product offerings down south as well. I saw uh, some videos of the people like doing unboxings of it, and it looked better, like uh, it looked of higher quality than what we get from houseplant products up here. <laughs> they had different cultivars, like a, a pancake ice one. Geez, the other the other names are are escaping me. I think there was something with like a moon. I don't know. Anyways, they came in these really cool tins that weren't sealed though. Oh, you saw that too? Yeah, they, they weren't <laughs> sealed. They were just like a tin with like a almost like a just a loose lid thrown on top. It looked like they were getting delivered same day though when people were ordering it, which was pretty crazy to me. So I think that maybe played into it a little bit, but it was it looked pretty cool. There was a lot of buzz about it. But getting back to what we smoked, uh, we smoked the the houseplant indica, which I believe well, actually, do you remember what that one was? <laughs> I believe it's 91 crypt, or at least it was at the time that we had it. Yeah, and it was like a mix of of Chemdog ninety one and and something else, right? Like maybe even MK Ultra, maybe. Yeah, something like that. Anyways, I I remember smoking this one and really loving the relaxation effects from it. The effects on this one, I I was really impressed with. But looking back on the bud quality, not impressed. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's the canopy stuff, right? So it's it's really really larfy. It's dry. It's not impressive looking at all. And I think one of the things in the early days of the podcast was that we were very focused on effects and this one hit the mark for effects. The flavor was like, I think a little bit woodsy with this one, if I recall correctly, but nothing necessarily to write home about or to get you excited. So the effects were hitting the mark for us and the price was reasonable. Like I think in the early days, this was what we would, we would have called then our treat yourself category. I think we've, we've expanded that a little bit because it went for about 40 bucks for an eight. Yeah, it's 40 bucks for an eighth. And this was absolutely a treat yourself. I think in like, this was something that I bought at like whenever there was like a reason to celebrate basically. Um, and I was, I was quite happy doing that, but now I, I reached for something a little bit more of higher quality. Something that's good. <laughs> yeah. Something that's good. Yeah. The buds were always quite dry. So I always thought that they were irradiated, but looking back, like it wasn't something that I would have picked out early on. 
Well, they had to be irradiated because they're covered in powdery mildew. I don't know how many times that I've seen uh, images online where there were like pictures of, of that. And I, and I can't say for certain that, that that this is actually the case because, I mean, how do you verify that kind of stuff? But yeah, that irradiation and stuff is is really terrifying. I think with the stuff from Canopy, I was excited about it because, A, I, I didn't have knowledge about what was kind of going on there. But I grew up near Smith Falls, Ontario. And the Hershey factory is, has been converted from there into the Canopy growth site. And Canopy actually recently laid off a bunch of employees there too, which is a bit fucked up for that town. Yeah, they, they, they laid off upwards of 70 employees or something like that recently. Something like that, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a, and it's a small town, dude. Like we're talking like, um, like 10,000, 13,000 people or so. Oh, wow. So that's, uh, that's very significant. Yeah. Yeah, Canopy is, is not a company that we support on this podcast at all. They're program. Yeah. I, and I don't, I, I don't purchase their products. I, I make a point of not purchasing their products, both for like, both for ethics and for quality. I, I just don't yeah. fuck with that company at all. This is our, this is our Mia culpa being like, yeah, we didn't know guys. Now we know. And no, thanks. Yeah. No, thanks. Thanks. But no, thanks. Another company that we don't really associate with very much anymore is that of Delta nine. And we reviewed their Cali mist and their Sinaloa gold previously. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, the one that I want to talk about was the Cali mist. Do you want to get into why we don't really talk about Delta nine products anymore? Uh, We don't really talk about Delta nine products anymore because they don't have a great reputation in the cannabis community. And they have previously not taken well to honest criticism of some of their products. They had a a bit of an incident with what's my pot and uh, the what's my pot faithful decided to do a block fest. And we haven't blocked Delta nine because I'm still interested in the information that they have to provide, but uh, we don't purchase Delta nine products. And to be honest there, the Delta nine products weren't necessarily overly impressive to begin with. So uh, it wasn't necessarily hard for us to walk away from. No, not necessarily hard to walk away from at all. Um, especially when there was such large concerns about the quality, like people were getting moldy shit. Yeah. Moldy, moldy weed. And when those concerns were brought forward, not only were they brushed away, but they were blocked. So <laughs> pretty, pretty ridiculous, uh, PR moves by them. If, if you're not putting out a quality product, like you should at least be listening to the people uh, who are purchasing it and, uh, look to rectify those situations. But the Cali mist product specifically, this was something that we had both purchased multiple times though. Mm-hmm. And, um, looking back on it, this was something that I loved to smoke during the day. I would uh, regularly smoke this out on the golf course or doing yard work. And it was something that I, I quite enjoyed, but uh, haven't purchased it probably since August of uh, 2020. Yeah, I, I think the last time that I purchased, I got some critical Cali mist from Pure Sun Farms, and that was quite enjoyable, but like a little bit different than the version that we had from Delta 9. But I did quite enjoy the vibe from this cultivar. A very cerebral high, like you said, uh, it's not going to slap you around too bad. So it's a good for daytime use. So it's one that I've definitely enjoyed. So looking at this cultivar from other providers, I would get it. But Delta 9 is on the don't buy list. Yes, they are. Moving on to one that I purchased quite a bit, but I have not purchased in probably 10 months, maybe even more. And that is Rest by Cove. Okay. Have you purchased very many Cove products since we, since we uh, reviewed this Rest? I've only ever purchased two Cove products. Okay. And it, one was obviously rest. And what yes. would the other one be? It was, I can't remember the name of it, but I believe it was a green crack. Okay. They have one that's called rise, but I don't think that's the green crack. Well, maybe that's um, what it was. I think it's a green, oh. green crack or a green extreme or something like that. I think rise was oh, the one that I had. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have a close friend that, that, 
used to buy the rise almost exclusively. He just found that it worked for him mm-hmm. for the, for the rest. I, I picked it up two or three times actually last, like late last spring, early summer. And it was something that I, I really enjoyed for its, it's very kind of, relaxation and sedative effects but the quality was kind of always a gamble when i was buying it like looking back i think i bought it three times the first time i was impressed the second time i wasn't that impressed and then the third time i was kind of like meh so Mm -hmm. i kind of stopped buying it because it's in the 33 to 35 dollar price range i believe for an eighth and uh there was just there was just better quality weed at that price point for me so i kind of moved away from it but overall i did really like the effects of it yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I enjoyed the effects, the the pricing for what you were getting. There were other stuff available that was more up my alley. So I think my experience was that it was it was all right, but it didn't kind of hit me in a way that made me want to purchase it again. So it's not that I wouldn't buy this again necessarily, but there's just other products. There's too much competition at that price point that are will give me more value for my dollar. Yeah, I feel I feel the same way. And uh, I feel like generally, if I buy your product twice, and it doesn't really meet my expectations, it's kind of like what Michael Scott says, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, strike three. Um, <laughs> I basically just will not go back until I I've heard from the review community that the the quality has turned back around, you know, so haven't revisited anything from Cove since then, but uh, I would probably purchase stuff from them again if, if they do turn the quality back around because a few of their products, I really did enjoy the effects. So if the quality turns around, then they may be able to get my dollar back in the future. I think you're more generous than me in terms of giving yeah. second chances. But the next one we're going to talk about was one of my favorites. And the, the name alone was something that made me want to try this one. Yes, the Oregon Golden Goat. And we picked <laughs> this up from Top Leaf. Yes, we've had it from Top Leaf. And I think someone else was doing a Golden Goat on the market, but I can't remember. But the Top Leaf one was cr- pretty enjoyable. I haven't had this in a long time. And I don't really know why. I'm guessing maybe just because I don't have access to it on the medical side. Yeah, I think so for me as well. I picked this up uh, a few times after the uh, after we reviewed it. And I'm in complete agreement. This was something that I loved when I had it the first time. And I loved it the, the next few times that I had it. It's a very buzzy sativa that is that, that kind of slaps you around a little bit. Yeah. But it's it's definitely not like... It doesn't really consume you, you know, it's something that you can be a little bit functional on and have a good time. And it's also an enjoyable smoke too, like solid aroma yeah. with it as well. Uh, I was, citrus, if I yeah, remember correctly. Nice citrusy flavors. And it's called the golden goat, man. You want to smoke the greatest of all time? Smoke this shit. Uh, I don't know that I would call this the greatest of all time by any <laughs> means, but it was, it was solid. And like you said, it got multiple repurchases. So I think this is one that I would definitely buy again. Absolutely. Yeah, me as well. I I would definitely pick this up. Overall, I do like Top Leaf's products for the for the most part. They they do have decent quality. It's in that forty dollar price range, and I, from with our prescriptions, I, I feel like there's uh, my money's better spent elsewhere most of the time. But that doesn't mean that I'll I'll never purchase a Top Leaf product. That's for sure. Well, and it's also making about decisions with with your purchases as well, right? We have the opportunity with on the medical side to support a lot of small businesses and and smaller cult, micro cultivators and crap producers, and I think that's a lot more where I would prefer my money to go. Yeah. But with this Oregon Golden Goat, uh, I would definitely pick it up again, but just hasn't made its way. Yeah, exactly. Last but not least, Ocean View. Ocean and View. Another I canopy product. <laughs> another canopy product. Uh, who did we get this from specifically, though? I forget. This is a Leafs by Snoop product. 
Is it? Okay. Yes. And I, yes. I think I'm probably, I, I think I'm blanking on it because I think this was something that you just shared with me. Uh, I don't think I actually bought the Leafs by Snoop stuff. Yeah, that's probably, we might've done a little bit of a trade for this one at the time. So yeah, the Ocean View is Leafs by Snoop variant on Strawberry Cough. And yes. this, this used to be my favorite Wake and Bake strain. Yeah. And Strawberry Cough I've, I've had from the gray market before, and I've really enjoyed that cultivar. And I think that you're absolutely right, that it's a, a great wake and bake kind of a strain. Mm -hmm. And I think that was what I was really excited about, because with this one, it was the first time I found something that really hit that use value for me for that, that morning, something with your coffee that's not too much, but gives you a nice glow and positivity, but while you're still functional and able to, to think clearly. So that hit the mark. But along with what we were saying about the houseplant stuff, same problems that were happening here. The canopy stuff was really larfy, really dry. You might find the occasional seed. It wasn't a positive unboxing experience anytime that I can recall. It was more the effects were nailing what I wanted and that was enough for me. We've got a little bit different opinion of that now. It's not enough anymore. No, it's not enough. Not when there's providers uh, bringing it hard in every one of the other categories, right? Yeah, this wasn't anything that I ever purchased myself, but I, I have had strawberry cough quite often. And uh, again, I don't think this is really something that you'll be able to find that easily on the on the retail market right now or in the recreational market, uh, just because I, I think that the lower THC potency had a lot of companies moving away from it, as well as uh, the funky genetics that everyone's trying to do right now, you know, so I don't really know if this is something that's really going to be uh, like available on the retail market very much going forward. Well, even the the all of the canopy products too, I heard are under a bit of an, an investigation because it sounds like like every single product has been an even number of THC, and so people finally were like, um, this this isn't possible. Yeah, this isn't a coincidence at this point. You know, <laughs> no, someone the needs sample to do size is too large. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. But yeah, that's that's really all we had uh, for today. There's there's other ones that were on the list that I wanted to talk about a bit as well. But for you know to to keep us within the the time frame we like we normally like to work within, kind of nailed it down to these ones. Like you had said earlier, Joel, there's nothing really here that we have reviewed within the last six months or even seven months, probably, just because since then we've had a a, a bit of a a change in our our quality floor and what we deem to be good weed. So. There are, there are still some stuff here that I look back with very fond memories on, though. You know, like the Blue Dream, Tangerine Dream that we talked about. We didn't talk about orange cookies today, but that was something that we smoked early yeah. on that we really enjoyed as well. But yeah, these were the kind of ones that I wanted to highlight as uh, some like egregious ones, as well <laughs> as some that were that that uh, I can look back on uh, with with some fondness as well. Yeah, and I think it was good to have a bit of variety because it, it it might be a little bit enjoyable to just sit here and shit on the stuff that we wouldn't buy anymore. But I think it's it's good to to balance that out with some of the things that we really did enjoy. And I think it was a good list to kind of run through and, and have a little bit of a look back. It's not all encompassing, but I, I'm I'm very pleased with the the chance to kind of revisit some of the stuff and and you know share our opinions that hey, in 2021, a lot of this shit we wouldn't necessarily buy anymore or even necessarily make the review table. Like I think a lot of this stuff would have a hard time outside of maybe three or four of these to make the review table today. Yeah. I don't think that they would really go there anymore, <laughs> but something that has made the review table and something that I'm sure we will both be buying quite often moving yes. forward is the planet of the grapes cultivar from Hearst organics. This is just wonderful. If you've been listening to the show recently, I think we've been mentioning this since 
we got it. Uh, I know I cracked this jar right away. I think you were a little bit more resistant than I was. Yeah, I've just got so much weed. It's not nothing against this cultivar at all, because uh, I, I figured once I opened this one up, I wasn't going to be able to stop myself from from continuing to consume it. It was so a kind real of, thing for me. Yeah, so it kind of sat off to the side a little bit. A little bit of background info on this strain. It is the baby of Grape Diamonds and Chem Dog, and it came in at 15.3% THC and 4.15% terps. 4% terps, dude. Right? This is I think this is the the first 4 plus percent terp offering that I've had from Me too. For, yeah, and that data is hard to object to once you pop the bag. Yeah, absolutely. The moment that you open up the bag, it just wafts out. It comes out hot and strong and you are smacked in the face with what I would describe as basically grape crush. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what I have written down as well. It's it's grape soda for sure. I've never had anything with this kind of a, a flavor profile before. I've never had anything with a, a grapey taste on it. And I honestly didn't really know what to expect when I purchased this. I was really excited for it and it blew my expectations out of the water. And I was already quite excited for it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's one thing to just hit the mark of what you're doing, but when you see numbers that raise your expectations and then when you open the jar, the expectations are beat. I mean, this is just a fantastic unboxing experience because not only do you get smacked in the face with the aroma when you open the jar, the moisture of the buzz was completely on point. Yeah, spot on. And even further than that, I mean, we are we are really pumping the tires of this and it but I think it's it's worthy of it. It's warranted. Yeah, it's completely warranted. Further than that, I picked up the Smalls offering that was available on Shelter Market for, I believe, $65 for uh, for seven grams. And there was not a small bud in my in my zippy that I got. Uh, they were all buds that were that were quite large. And so I would expect that anybody who picked up the regular version of this had a few heroes in theirs. I agree. I got the smalls as well, just for the economic savings. And I've been purchasing the smalls a bit through shelter because the buds are just hitting just as well. But you're right. It was not a small world after all. And I bet you there must have been some chonky motherfuckers that the people who bought the regular bags got. Right. Yeah. I, I think that uh, like the, the smallest buds that I got in my package would probably still be about average on the retail market, you know, for, for as long as for what size goes for. But yeah, uh, for the flavor, we've kind of alluded to it. Great pop. It blew away my expectations because like, it's one thing to, to like name your cultivar planet of the grapes. Like obviously that kind of leads me to believe that there's going to be some grape flavor there. I was kind of expecting it to be somewhat subtle, but it was not at all. No, no subtlety. You're hit in the face with grapes. Like you smell it. You're like, yeah, I get it. Planet of the grapes. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is exactly what I expected. And uh, flavor from the vape, man. For me, uh, I was vaping this at like 380, and yeah. it would it would last quite a bit longer than than other cultivars with uh, like a similar flavor strength. You know, like for me, I, I find the the taste starts to wane off after my third or fourth pull. But this one, it was getting into the five six kind of range, and I could definitely still pick it up a little bit beyond that as well. Yeah, I actually had a similar note that it was about five to six pulls and that there was a little bit lingering even after that. Uh, so a sign of really quality cannabis. And another thing that we mentioned on this show, really smooth vape. 
like that that silky substance that comes through in the vape quality that when you know that you're you're consuming really good cannabis and this hit that mark for for me as well i I assume that this has to do with like the combo of the terps and the moisture and all of that stuff but what an enjoyable vape to have because the flavors just completely pop i did have a few joints of this as well and it was also there like you could even taste the grape in the smoke that you were consuming what it kind of reminded of were like those little flavored cigarellos Got you. Yeah. And I, I can, I can dig that. Yeah, for sure. Um, very, and I had a, I had similar uh, experiences with like cherry punch and black cherry punch in, in previous memory too, or in recent memory. And I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. You can definitely pick it up in the smoke. I spun this up in a joint last night and it was a very enjoyable smoke. Yeah. And, and speaking of those other cultivars that you mentioned, another really great use for this planet of the grapes is that it makes a mean fucking salad with just about any other kind of fruity flavor profile. Yeah. Um, who did you uh, who did you pair this up with? I have paired this up with the black cherry punch, which kind of makes it taste a bit like uh, like Hawaiian punch or fruit punch a little bit. Interesting. Uh, I, think I mixed it with the orange bud a little bit. And the one that I really liked was the Organicraft cherry punch it what really made me miss i would have loved a salad joint of the planet of the grapes and the north 40 cherry punch that would have just been like heaven i think really nice man i i haven't done this yet but i will say that the planet of the grapes might have been the most enjoyable joint that i've had and you were really tooting the horn of the Organicraft uh, Cherry Punch and the North 40 Cherry Punch uh, previously. And you're thinking this is going to overtake it? I think so. It is just a damn good smoke, man. Like It is. Like, I would probably prefer to have it in the vape just because you get so much more of the flavors from there. But it, it's just a really pleasant smoke, too. So I think this, yeah. this one kind of like it hits everything in terms of all the quality aspects that we would look at or measure as cannabis consumers. And it's just a no brainer to buy this stuff. And when you look at the company too, man, how easy is it to support a small business? Yeah. I love supporting small business with my cannabis purchases. It's, uh, it's something that I actively look to do because I, I just want to support these people. They're trailblazers, man. I want to try and help out wherever I can. As far as effects on this stuff go, can you explain your experience a little bit for me? I, I've said previously here that this buzz definitely plays up more than 15%. Like you would, you would, typically believe 15% of THC would. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Well, I I completely agree. This way punches above its weight if you're just looking at THC as an assessment. When you factor in the terpenes and the solid moisture content that this is super fresh, it hits like a truck. So uh, it doesn't completely debilitating, but I would like say that this hits more like a 19, 20% range in what I would describe the vibe versus what it registers at with 15.3. So really kind of chill, relaxed kind of indica vibe was what I got from this one. Um, I really like to kind of just hang out and relax. I wasn't too couchy though. Like I felt like I could still move, but I kind of enjoyed just sitting back. I completely agree, man. When I first picked this up, I was like, oh, I'm going to have such tasty after work bowls. This is going to be fucking awesome. But I don't necessarily know if I recommend this for a immediate <laughs> after work bowl because the the high from it is a lot stronger than what I had anticipated. Yeah, your productivity may take a turn after work if you have shit. To I do think it. so. Yeah, I think maybe in low dosages, you could probably make this a functional strain. But if you're having like a, a full bowl out of the packs, or if you're having a joint to this, just sit back and relax because uh, you're not going to get much done. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, something that I noticed that was really consistent between all of my experiences on this cultivar was I had a very nice 
forehead buzz, like a very nice, like tingling sensation Mm -hmm. in my forehead. And I felt myself, uh, quite regularly rubbing my forehead Oh yeah, <laughs> just to like, cause I was just like, is this actually happening? Like, is it really like this fuzzy and, and this nice? <laughs> and, and yeah, so I, if, if, uh, listeners out there enjoy that kind of a strain, this is something that I would absolutely recommend. I think that maybe the, the, the potency of this maybe would come from like that chem dog lineage. Whenever I've had chem dog in, in the past, I've always gotten just slapped around. And I think that maybe is showing through a little bit in the effects on this one. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, what kind of activity that I would recommend with this one for me, this is a very much a Netflix and chill kind of vibe. And because of the really cool flavors for this, what I think might be enjoyable would be to have this like after dinner with like maybe a bowl of ice cream. I could definitely see that. This is a tasty treat. You know, I it's a dessert weed, man. It absolutely is a dessert weed. Yeah. It's like you're ready to just sit down and start digesting your nice dinner and um, you want something tasty to go down with uh, your whatever other dessert or, or drink you're having. I bet there's a uh, there's a, a lot of nice pairings you could get with with different craft beers and stuff like that with this, just with the, the flavor profiles. I, I completely agree, man. This is something I'm going to purchase quite often going forward as, as long as it's available on Shelter Market. It's maybe not going to be always in the rotation just because it is in that craft uh, price point for me, but I will always be happy to re-up on this one, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Easy to re-up on this one. It's going to go into the rotation for me. Big shout out to Hearst Organic. I know you guys actually listen to the show too. So shout out to Joel and the people there who are uh, checking us out. I know a lot of LPs like to have us in the trim room or in the grow room on occasion. And uh, we really appreciate that. So uh, keep doing what you're doing. This is an amazing product and we look forward to checking out more from you in the future. Yes, we do. Thank you, Hearst Organics, for this beautiful cultivar. All right, for our special announcement that Joel had teased earlier, it's with a heavy heart that I want to announce that uh, this is my last episode of the podcast. I just wanted to thank everyone out there for listening from the bottom of my heart, uh, for supporting myself and Joel with this podcast. It's been a lot of fun for me. I've really learned a lot about weed from this podcast, (laughs) and uh, I'll always look back on this experience with fond memories. I wanted to thank you, Joel, specifically. I've learned a lot from you, man, and it's been such a, a great ride here on the podcast. I've really enjoyed my time with you, becoming better friends, and I, I'm looking forward to continuing on that beyond the podcast as well. <laughs> I wish you nothing but success moving forward, man, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, so thank you very much for for uh, going on this journey with me. Yeah, no problem, dude. It has really been a ton of fun to work on this with you, and I've really had a great time with it. So. Uh, I just want to let everybody know that this isn't the end of the Adult Cannabis Enthusiast podcast. While we're we're sad to see Cam go, we are going to wish him well on his journey, but we're going to soldier on. So I'm not quite done yet. I actually really enjoy doing this podcast, so I'm not quite ready to go. The Ace podcast will continue, but we're probably going to be seeing a few tweaks. I might go dark for a little bit, but you will see uh, me taking over the A Cannabis Pod Instagram account, uh, and I'll still be running the Twitter account. But In the meantime, while I'm making a few tweaks and working out what I'm going to continue on with, I want to invite anybody who's listening to this to slide into my DMs. Come on in. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your thoughts, your suggestions, anything you want to say about content that you'd like to see me continue on with the show. Uh, I've got a few ideas I've been kicking around. I get a lot of contacts about doing interviews. So that's something I'm thinking about. I'm kind of considering about maybe doing something with my wife and, and looking at 
the cannabis space from that kind of lens. I think that could open up some interesting conversations, but I'm also considering doing some collaborations with people in the cannabis community. I really do this for the cannabis community as much as I, I love it and get enjoyment from it. Participating in the community and getting to connect with so many like-minded people is really important to me and I enjoy that. And that's what I want to do, which is why I want that engagement. So if you're interested or have an inclination, reach out to me. I'd love to have a conversation about it. I have a few things in the works too, but I'd love to hear what you guys would like to see so I can kind of tailor things to you guys in that way. So the way I see it, the future is pretty bright for the ACE podcast. Things are going really well. I'm looking forward to continuing on and I really can't wait to share the next part of the journey with you guys. So thanks everybody for listening to us. If you want to hit us up on Twitter or Instagram, we're on both those platforms again at A Cannabis Pod. I'm Joel. We're saying goodbye to Gam. We'll see you next time, guys. One last time for me. Thanks everybody for listening and I hope you all take care out there. 